Hello and welcome to the Potter's Podcast. Hello. Hello. <coughs> alright? I'm alright, you don't sound it. No, I don't. So I'm, I'm a bit worried that uh, I need uh, set, uh, what's not section, is it? What's it called? Oh, uh, ring one 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 for Quarantine. coronavirus. Yeah. It's taking over the place, isn't it, coronavirus? It well, no one's got no bog roll, have they? <laughs> <laughs> what is this with this bog roll stuff? I don't know. I mean, I went in Sainsbury's, no bog roll. I went to B&M, no bog roll. Well, you can't even have your shopping delivered because every, every man and his dog's happy to deliver. I know, I mean, it's, it's, become more, it's, it's become a really wanted thing at the moment. I mean, people have been putting on the back of the van that there's no toilet roll on the back of the van. Well, I, I had a radio on earlier and someone said on the news report, it is, you'll be all right, it's just a bad case of a cold. I, I think, I think, it, I think it's more aimed at like the, the, the sort of the elderly and stuff, isn't it? Really, I think it's going a bit OTT to be honest. Yeah. From what I mean, because it sounds like it. you've got it, so well, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I don't sound. I, don't I, sound I, I, I wouldn't mind though. Apparently, get two weeks off work full pay as well if you get. Do you? That's what I'm hearing. Yeah. I'm going to tax man. That's what I mean. So I'm, I'm not. Not against not, not, it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm not knocking it at the moment. Just flew into it, getting yeah. two weeks off. I mean, there were some people at Stoke with the. I saw one lad with a Marks and Spencer's bag over his face. <laughs> well, I saw two with, with them face masks on. They're in the chemist files. Well, apparently, Nike are thinking about bringing a range out. Oh, that is ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> Where <laughs> else are you going to wear it once it's passed? <laughs> uh, just, just randomly. Well, it's all okay, it'll never pass. It's going to be. Yeah, could be for good. Yeah, could be for good. Like, like Gary Barlow said. Let's <laughs> <laughs> well, get used to it. Then, <laughs> It'll be like the normal flu. Right, so we'll go into it straight away. What are results this week? Probably the best results I've ever seen for a while. It's been a long time. time. Yeah. Five um, one. Yeah, I, I thought after the first five minutes, you could tell. If we got going, we could. It could have been ten. I think it could have been seven, eight, nine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They, they were poor. They yeah. were such they a were poor side. But we destroyed them. Yeah. There's no question of it. I mean, right from the first kick, right from the kick off. Yeah, basically kick off. Yeah, it was, yeah. really. It was. We were just basically constantly at them all, all the way yeah. through, and then eleventh minutes. Yeah, got us going with a good, well, ball into the box. He got his head on it. Keeper should have saved that all day of the week, but it doesn't matter, does it? it doesn't right. matter how they go in. They go in. Yeah. We can only beat what's in front of you, can't we? Yeah, that's what I mean. Goal can I think that I think it's starting to come together a bit now. I mean, it's four unbeaten now. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it was followed up not long after it, a ball to the box, handball, and the penalty, which we couldn't see from where we were in the south stand. It, it was a far distance away, like. But like I say, sixteen minutes, and Tyrus Campbell puts the penalty away. Fantastic penalty. Yeah, uh, I thought Tyrese all game was causing him problems. Really. Yeah, he was. He was, he was brilliant. Tyrese really. Campbell was. Um, but I mean, if that's the level, they should they should be long gone all now. I think, I think uh, they're going to go. Yeah, I think yeah. All, I think all are done. I think losing their two star players, Kaziski and uh, Jared um, Bowen, yeah. is. It's, I think it's killed them. I've seen other teams who were around us come down Stoke and have a lot more of a go at us. Well, yeah, I mean, well, Luton, for a perfect example, of the yeah. team that around us and give us a good go. I mean, I know they were lucky they got a penalty in the last minute, but, you know, at the end of the day, it's one of them. You've still got to get the results at home. The thing is, though, they look so... They look like they come two divisions below us. Oh, yeah. They, they were so bad. Yeah, they, I, think they're, I think they're gone, yeah. to be honest. Um, and then two minutes after that, we followed up with Sam Klukas. It's a great finish. It's a great finish. He had a lot to do. There's three players round him. 
So, so I mean, again, you're gonna have to look at his finishing, but he he, he came along, fell beautifully to Klukas. He had two players in front of him. He managed to kill it in the top corner. Yeah, and it's it's game over really at that point since yeah. yeah, it was done. It was done yeah. at that point. I mean, I was a bit disappointed with Klukas because I, I was I was hoping he was going to do the exact same thing he did against Swansea. You know, ran up to the five whole fans at team <laughs> and go, "Come on, come yeah. on!" But he didn't. See, he was like that once. He said, "No, I, I don't yeah. want to." Start. But to be fair, I think Hull made him kind of the player he is wants it really yeah yeah so I mean the, the thing is I mean we've we've sort of moaned about the way we are and the way things have been going but I mean all are in a dire situation oh we're in serious trouble yeah but it's, it's, it's not just there though it's the ownership it's yeah. everything we're in I, sometimes you can understand when people get are a bit hesitant when they think oh well if you get a foreign owner in yeah. you, you look at their ones you want to change them to the whole Tigers you want yeah. to he wanted to change the kit colour didn't he, to yellow or something, and it's just, you've got to be careful sometimes. And I mean, I was reading on the, um, their highlights for is it Tigers TV or something? Tigers TV. Uh, <laughs> the comments underneath about the game. A lot of the old fans are saying we should never got rid of Steve Bruce. But if you go back and have a look at the team they had at that time, you sort of think, well, actually, yeah, he wasn't doing a bad job at the time, but. Well, it's Steve Bruce, isn't he? He's missed a... Uh, I mean, he's doing the same job as he, he's done everywhere else, hasn't he, in yeah, Newcastle? He's just sort of coast through. Yeah, through he, just, he, just, he just gets results, doesn't he, yeah. every now and again. That, that's all he asked after at the time. I mean, Hall, he left Hall because the, the situation the club was in, they yeah. weren't spending any money, the owner yeah. just had no interest. And the problem is, they can't sell the club. The difference yeah. is between us and them is that we've got an owner that in brackets does care about the club yeah and uh, John's going to take over after that so you know it's it's one of them really well you pointed it out don't you on Saturday that in fairness the rugby's a bigger deal there as well and it's yeah and it I always mean, will be I think I mean when you looked at how many of them turned up I mean it's let's be honest they, they could have actually come in a taxi to be yeah, honest yeah. <laughs> there was there was not that many at all. Could have been more than two coaches. Well, yeah, I, th- I expected that because I think the, there's only going to be one team in this division who's going to get worse attendance than that, and that's Wigan. Another rugby town. Another rugby town that's yeah. literally I f- like a stone throw away from Liverpool. So, yeah. you know, at the yeah. end of the day, it's a rugby town, and they just aren't interested, are they? No, I mean I remember going Wigan when we were in the pram, and you could pay on the door. Yeah. What other ground in the Prem could you go and pay on the door on, the day? They, they on the day? They couldn't fill it in the Premier League, yeah. never mind the the Championship. And it's a tale of us absolutely dominating the first half. I mean, Nick Powell got through basically one on one and chipped, chipped it over the goalkeeper and put it just wide. Yeah. Uh, a bit of a plus moment for Hull because we were all celebrating in the South Stand thinking yeah, that's yeah. got going and he just went wide to the post. And I think sometimes with Nick Powell, it's. It's one of them because if he if he took that away, he would have had naturally because it could have been six one. Yeah, so. yeah. I mean, the thing is, it could have been dead and buried at, at half time. I mean, it, it sort of was anyway. But there was a slight bit of worry in my mind because all right, all haven't been playing great. But if you look through some of their past results, they have had some strange ones where they've been two or three down and pulled it back and drawn four all and yeah, yeah. The, even though they're a poor side, they can score goals and and there was that little bit of doubt because, let's face it, Stoke it can be a bit guilty, we'll get three up and then we switch off a bit. 
And it's well, sort of, that's sort of what happened when, uh, when they pulled one back, really. We, they started growing into the game a little bit in the second half. Well, I mean, b- before the first half ended, of course, Joe Allen went down and we were all open in the stands and thought, well, because at one point I think he did get up. You know, we were all worried that, because he went back down again, we were all worried that something had happened. And he has, it's uh, a torn Achilles tendon. Yeah. And that should put him out for the rest of the season and probably he's going to miss out on the Euros for Wales. Yeah. Which is absolutely absolutely horrendous news for Joe. Yeah. At the end of the day, that might have been his last international tournament as well, really, I reckon. Well, I mean, how old is he now? 28, 29. It, it, it mm. depends, but they don't see him qualify for World Cups, do they? Exactly. They don't like England, are they, when no. they qualify for major tournaments? That's the thing, you've got to look at every tournament when you're a Wales or an Ireland where you think, will we qualify for the next one or the one after? Well, the worst one was Chris Brunt, wasn't he? That's the worst one I remember in, in a while, you know. Played his whole career for Northern Ireland and then they qualify for a tournament and he destroys his, destroys his fire, doesn't he? He can't yeah. play can't play in the Euros. Yeah. I think I think at the end of the day it's it, it's it's bad news for us, but I think it is a kind of a bit of a blessing in one way that maybe an Oakley Booth can start making a couple of appearances. Jordan Thompson might be able to get a good run now and see what he can do. Yeah. I mean obviously we are gonna miss him because under O'Neill he has improved massively. I think everybody has. I think yeah. every single player has I think in every player in their own right has massively improved under yeah. Michael O'Neill. Yeah, it's it, it, it's just the weight rate as well and being a bit more organised, we've said it before about Joe, he, he was a bit like an headless chicken in the past and he's been a lot more structured and we're going to miss him in some of these crunch games, there's no doubt about that because these are all cup finals now, aren't they, let's face it, the next the next four games are all cup finals. Why do you think it's that extent? Because everybody around us keeps winning. Well, they do, but I, I think I can't see us because we're in, we're in such good form now that I think it's about looking up the table rather than looking down. I, th- I think we're so confident at the moment. There's a bit of a gap between us and Birmingham though now. So at the end of the day, we're only two still, only two points off off going straight back into it again. Oh, I know it's tight. It's always going to be difficult, especially down the bottom ends. I mean, but I think Luton and Barnsley are. Barnsley are done. I think Barnsley and Luton are drifting away from it now. I think it's just that final spot. Yeah. But I think we know that final spot is anyway, which is Hull. Mm-hmm. So, at the end of the day, but I can't judge it now because I thought, I thought, I think you were done, Huddersfield, and, and they've managed to pull themselves little bits of form here and there. I don't see Barnsley pulling out of it. I don't see Barnsley pulling no. out. I don't really see Luton, but I, I, again, I'm a bit iffy on Luton. I'm a bit iffy on Luton because they're scoring goals. Yeah, they, Whereas Barnsley, he's so open at the back, it's frightening. And, and the thing is, I think there's quite a bit of a point gap now with them. Yeah, be. I think there is. I think they're like eight points out of drop, and yeah. I think now Barnsley. I think Barnsley are done, but Luton have started picking up points here and there and stuff, and, and you just think. Yeah, they have, they have been in good form recently. Yeah. They, have, they have managed to get themselves back together. Um, Wigan could be the other one, couldn't it? If well, Wigan are, are flying at the moment, Wigan are, but they, they did it at the start of the season where they had a bit of a run and then they collapsed. And yeah. I don't know if, if that's the, the problem with our league. It's like and if Stoke go on a good run, which they're now starting to show consistencies. I mean, it's a big difference now. I mean, we've started getting results away from home. I know they aren't wins, but the draws, which is better than what we had before, yeah. but we aren't losing. We're getting results at home now. We, I mean, we, I mean, we beat, beat Cardiff, and we've now destroyed all the time. The mean, reality is, though, mate, it's in our own hands now. You're playing everybody around you in the next few games. Mm. It's up to you if you want to stay in this division 
beat what's in front of you because the reality is if we pick up another I'd now say three wins from four against the bottom half it's going to push us right up and, and out the way if we start having two three draws and a defeat you, you write your own well yeah it's, it's about getting those results when they're on the table aren't yeah. you I think that I think now I mean when we go into the second half it, it was a bit of a different story I was it was a bit cagey it was a bit flat and a bit all over the place in the second atmosphere half atmosphere was flat the atmosphere but I'll be honest I'll talk about the atmosphere actually I was a bit surprised by the atmosphere because I think everybody was surprised how comfortable we managed to see the game because even under Michael O'Neill we haven't really looked comfortable in an entire game yeah, until yeah. this time and I think like I was expecting more atmosphere from the fans and it seems like the, the atmosphere only turns up when the, when the, away, end has a, when the away end has a big, yeah, a following. big, a big following yeah. and it was quite subdued really for when we were you know should have been 4-0 up at half time it was mate but at the same time it's like I said to you after the game because it's getting to crunch time now I think a lot of fans mentality is get the three points get the three points could care less if you won 1-0 10-0 do you know what I mean yeah if that result had happened in a September October there's probably been bouncing Stoke fans yeah, it doesn't really matter at that point. It's because we've had that many full stones this season. Yeah. We've won back-to-back games. We're thinking, oh, we might have a late push and then we'd lose and, and we're back to square one again. Then again, mate, I always remember at Bolton, everyone was going, oh, we're going to lose 4-3. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Just yeah. such a negative bunch of people. Well, there was, a, there, was a, there was a person in front of us when it was 3-0. This, this guy had obviously been game for a while and he just sat there and went... Oh, done to cash out, yeah. Yeah, I saw that, yeah. But it was after the 54th minute when Sam Klukas, again, an absolute incredible finish. Yeah. I mean, Nick Powell heads the ball back into the box. Sam Klukas heads the goal goalkeeper. Even Alan Sheeter would have gone, oh, that's a good finish, that has, lad. He'd have put his hand he up. He would have put his hand up and gone, yeah, you can, you can, nip, me, you can nip me catchphrase celebration <laughs> here. It was a cracky finish, and I've got to be honest, Sam Klukas, for me, is the definite front runner for player of the year for me. Yeah, he's been even even in the dark days with with Jones, he was still performing. He was still performing, the best player. Yeah, on the pitch, yeah. I think he's. And he's got even, he's gone to another level under O'Neill as yeah, well. Yeah, he's, he's scoring quite regular now as well. And I think maybe that's what's going to happen in the midfield for the rest of the season. Lucas will slot in where Joe was. Well, I can, yeah, I can see that. I mean, to be honest, I, I mean, with the three midfielders we've got, because we brought two in, which is obviously Oakley Booth, or both with Jackson, as you said last week. Uh, yeah, that was uh, Michael, I remember. <laughs> <laughs> I, d- I don't know, though, really. I mean, I think Cousins could fill that role, because every time I've seen him now, for a player that I thought was dead and buried, as, as Daddy Everill keeps reminding me every week, that, yeah. that you know, I, I've got it wrong on him. I am. I have, I have been impressed with him when he's come in, Jordan Cousins, and I wouldn't mind him getting a good run and see how good he actually is now. Joe's ended. Well, the thing is, it's got the players have got to want to get on the pitch, aren't they now? And and judging by the way we're playing at times, I think the players do want to play. You can see that when they come off the bench. Sometimes you, you people come on, don't they? And you just think, oh, well, are they even going to make any impact? Whereas now. We make changes and, and you sort of think, well, actually, yeah, it's like... Yeah, it can make sense, yeah. He, I mean, for the for the goal, uh, for the fifth, um, I can't forget his name again, I keep forgetting his name. The young lad who got... Oh, off with Jackson, now with Oakley Booth. Oakley Booth. <laughs> come on, and he, and he did all right, to be fair. He set up the goal and... He, he looked a bit nervous at first. Yeah. I'll, I'll be honest, to be a bit nervous. I mean, I've got a question here asking, who would you, who's your perfect replacement for Joe Allen? 
I think it's between Clucas and, and, and Cousins for slotting, but someone's got to slot in anyway. So well, someone's got to slot in anyway, because yeah. Clucas is already on the pitch, isn't he? So. Yeah, but I just think, is he going to go, well, actually, he's doing all that, like, maybe just... Well, I'll right. be honest, I didn't, I, it, for a lot of the time, especially under Nathan Jones, especially the Gary Rowett, I thought that we, we wouldn't miss Joe, and I thought, is it time to go? Yeah. But in the second half, there was a clear, we completely lost the structure of his play when Joe yeah. Allen come off, Yeah. which has kind of worried me a bit, because Reading are in good form. Yeah. And I'm wondering if it just to show things up, at least Jordan Cousins can defend, at least he's got that about him. I think maybe because he has had a lot of sort of, negative feedback from people over the last 18 months now under O'Neill he's a lot more structured and a lot more he's he's probably using it Joe as saying your experience can help these lads and you don't need to try and do everybody's job you just need to help everybody to do their job yeah and sometimes he's become a bit of an unsung hero really every week maybe I, I think he has now Joe mm. under Michael O'Neill has become a new player there's no question he's been really dynamic he, he, but it's he's destructing the play I love how he's getting he's in the right place to make the tackle and start yeah. the play again and he seems to be always in the right place when balls are coming through yeah because I genuinely thought at one point um, that maybe that's what Ryan Woods was brought in for was to replace Joe originally that was probably the original plan yeah long term plan but <coughs> well there's a lot of Pete fans we've got a question here Woods if Joe goes in the summer would Ryan come back and, and fit in that Ryan Woods fit in that position depends how he plays under O'Neill because the reality is is before O'Neill come in he gave the ball away that many times it was frightening well it was, just, it was the, the worst game I've seen him play was actually against Hall oh, early yeah. on in the season where both goals were basically his fault, his fault yeah. and the thing is with with, with a Jordan Cousins as I keep bringing him into it I keep getting impressed by him when he's playing he, he, he there's no quality in him, don't get me wrong, he's, he's not He's not going to make any good passes or anything, but he's good at disrupting the play, and that's what Joe does well. Yeah. I mean, the, the thing is, Oakley Booth did come off, off uh, come onto the pitch at half-time, replacing Joe, of course, got his injury. And to be honest, at first, I wasn't really impressed by him, because he, he seemed to give the ball away a lot, Yeah. and he seemed to do a lot of passing to nowhere, yeah. kept putting balls up into, the, into basically their centre-back. But we have to go into their comeback goal uh, from De Silva I think we switched off for a, about 10 minutes they grew into the game a little bit because they'd had a similar chance just before where the ball went right across the, the penalty spot but nobody was there so the signs were there before and we I don't know we just sort of I think if you watch it again we must have five players follow the ball they all follow the ball, the ball comes across and it just leaves leaves him. No, it's completely he's completely open. Yeah. I think you have to look at Martin Zindy for that really. He was caught cold. Um he was in a too deep a position. I mean he was covering the post as well. And then, but then if somebody's cut you don't cover the post if you've got yeah. a man three. It's that comes down from experience. This is an international, as we said the other way, played in the final of a, of a World Cup, played in a, I think a quarter final of the Champions League. He should know when, when a player shouldn't be left on his own. He's an experienced head in this team. Him, Joe, Jack, and a few others are the, are the the heads that know this league. I think I think players can be a bit guilty at four. You play in a team that hasn't won a game since January. Before they up, you're at home. There's half an hour ago, and I, I think a lot of players can be guilty of sweat, turning turning the heat down slightly. Because the, the reality is, is like you could carry on playing blood and thunder till ninety minutes, but you're more than likely going to get 
pick up injuries and stuff like that. But there's no need to. You've won the game at four. I, I couldn't really see them scoring four. Well, like, as I say, that bloke in front did. He said, don't cash out. There's a chance of a four, four, five. Well, four, he said that when he was at five. Oh, Stoke might not win today. So that's all the ten minutes go. Cotsy, he's scored a goal as we fall apart. Don't cash out yet. Call himself. Yeah, the other bit of a nervous batter, aren't they? I mean, we kept breaking, we kept trying. I mean, like I say, it became very scrappy. We were putting balls up for no no reason, really. And then, like I say, Oakley Booth managed to show that there is a bit of magic in him put the got himself in a good position good turn on the bottom the edge of the box yeah and then he ended up going through and nick powell just as easy as like 85th minute little touch yeah top corner job done yeah i mean i mean i suppose to me when you're that far in front maybe instead of switching off maybe you should just play it as a bit of a possession game for a while and keep hold of the ball and at the end of the day just treat it as a good way of practicing holding on to the ball for for long periods of time. Not sometimes I sit think, well, why have you passed that down there? They've won the ball back. Yeah. Nothing really. Well, that's where could have gone backwards. Could have held the ball. And he was just putting like long balls in for no reason. You yeah. could see Billy McKinley kept coming off his lines, screaming at him. Yeah, going, what, yeah, are, you what are you doing? What yeah. are you doing with that ball there? What do you think about Ince yesterday? Ince was hit and miss. Mm. I thought he was very hit and miss. I mean, he, he kept. He kept doing some good stuff and then not finishing it off. He had he had three great opportunities on Saturday again, like he did against Luton, yeah. where he, he put one over the bar, he put one just wide and just wide, wide yeah. and there was a, but the thing, the most frustrating one was just before, I think it was just after they scored, and Tom Ince broke through, and there was one defender, it was two on one, and Campbell was completely through, he was clear, he was yeah. screaming, put it in front of me, I'll bury this. Yeah. And he took it on his right foot. Yeah. And at times it's very frustrating, I mean it's fair to it was a good chance, he only just went wide and it was on his weaker right foot. But there was a guaranteed goal there. Yeah. And at times there's a bit of selfishness in him that shouldn't be. No. And he should be making that pass, getting Campbell through, he gets another goal. Because I've said this now, and I said it on Saturday, and I'll, I'll say it again, we need to get Tyrese Campbell in the best confidence for next season yeah the more goals we can get him scoring means the more confidence he'll be next season the thing is though, it, it, there was a moment second half where Campbell was through one on one but there was two covering defenders and he picks the ball up just over the halfway line and he, he managed to get rid of one but then the other's still with him and he can't shake him so he ends up playing the ball in front of him and taking a shot from, from distance really and don't get me wrong keeper pulls off a decent save but when I watched it back not one player ran forward and supported him on that chance. Yeah, I know. Yeah. At the, I think at the time it was four or five, but it's not the point. You should somebody should have been busting a gut and going, "I'm here for support if you need me." And, and it, nobody did. Nobody moved. Yeah, and that's. I think at, at times we are bad for that, <coughs> not supporting when there's a breakthrough. But the problem is with Campbell. He's that quicker than he's quicker than everybody else by by a jumping mile. Yeah, and the times so you trying to keep up with maybe him. maybe McLean probably would have done if he'd have been fit. Well, I mean, can, can we honestly now say that we are still missing James McLean with the recent performances? Um, I, I, yeah, I think to all before he got injured, um, I think he was making a real difference most games. He, he was that. But we are wasting them balls, those stupid crosses he no, makes. No. That's, that's the thing that I'm, I'm looking at now, is that with 
with Powell on the, on the rat left, even though he, he isn't ideal there, at least he doesn't waste possession. Yeah. And that's that's the thing that I see with James McLean, is that yes, he's a grafter and he's a good hard worker and he scores the odd goal and he creates the odd chance, but he bloody wastes a lot as well. Yeah. There's a lot of balls where you see go straight in over but the then, box. But then yesterday, come 70, 75, he looked a bit laggy and you think if he'd had McLean on the bench, could have picked the pace up a little bit and pushed us on again, really, at, like... I'm not saying you have started every week, but I did think there was one or two out there who looked shattered. And I thought, oh, well, it's always an option. It's yeah, always an option. Good I, think, option. I think he's back either next week or the week after, so that's it's great to see McLean come back. Yeah, because we've lost one, we don't want two out. Yeah, we, 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 especially losing Joe as well. We, we need we need his experience there back. And it was a, it was a great, like I say, it was a great day for the fans. It was a great confidence boost because this this and last season have been nothing but a nightmare. Yeah. But, but the thing under Michael O'Neill is that we are starting to look like a team now. We're looking like a team that can go out and do what we did against Hull. And the thing is, we've got ready next, and we've got a question here. Do you think we'll get? Do you think we'll give ready a good idea? No, I, I, I just think I'm going to take each game as it comes now. Don't get me wrong, Saturday's a great result against a pretty bang average. Well, awful side. Yeah, yeah, they were terrible. Yeah. You just got to keep going now. Just keep picking the points up, and let's concentrate on staying up. I'm not even bothered about performance now, as long as we win the games or at least get a point. Because it's at that point now in the season where performance means nothing. You could play terrible for nine minutes, as if you won one nil, I couldn't care less. Really. Well, it's because we're still in the relegation fight, <coughs> and Reading, Reading, we're around us when we're talking about teams that were there around us. Reading, Reading have been in quite decent form as of late. But I can still see us getting something there. I, I can, might not be a win, but I, I can see yeah, a draw and I think it'll be a good result for me, that will. Yeah. I think a good result. I mean, I'd, I'd, I think, like I said, I'd put Cousins in. I think Cousins is a good player to have away because of his defensive ability, because we know how dodgy our back line is. At times, I think, uh, there was a couple of times on Saturday where you saw the difference in Danny Barton and see how fitter he's looking now and, yeah. and how sharper he's looking and I think I think there's a confidence in the Stoke side that we haven't seen for a while and I think that I think that result was always going to come this under Michael O'Neill. Yeah, uh, well I mean it, the thing is we know for a fact that this team can score goals, there's goals in this team Utari's proved that at Huddersfield on Boxing Day mm-hmm. there's goals, there's goals in us but defensively we can be that QPR proved that. But then at the same time, Ryan Shawcross was on the bench slightly. Yeah, which is also also great news to see Ryan back. Yeah. I mean there's a few few lads at work who say he's say he's rubbish. He's not rubbish, it's just whether we can keep him fit. No, they've no, they just said he's rubbish, he's all creek Snow Creek's been rubbish. Well it can't be because if it was then we wouldn't I think it's I think it's, as long as we don't I think it's absolute nonsense, I do. He said he's rubbish and he couldn't he was holding on all the time and it's I think the thing is with people is that I always go back, there was a reason why AC Milan and Real Madrid had a bit of an interest in, in Ryan Shawcross when he was younger. I mean, his first season alone screams out how good Ryan is. Yeah, I, I, the only thing I will say is, I do think he was a better player when he had youth with him. But, but he had a great partnership with Leon Court and Abdullah Fai as well. Yeah, I just think when them two were together, they worked well together. Oh, they were probably the best partnership yeah. I've seen at Stoke. I mean, I, I mean, personally, I would have preferred to see Ryan with Stanek. I mean, to be honest, he was brilliant. He, he was, but, <laughs> but um, it's like the, the thing is, like people will say to me, so I said to him, so yeah, 
top class partnerships with three players, but it wasn't Ryan who was the p good player. Oh no, it was the other player. What's a Leon Court made right that, across the that Steady, steady head at the back. You see what sometimes, because let's face it, we've had quite a few centre halves the last couple of years, and you look at, you look at them sometimes, and some teams who pile the pressure on are always putting pressure on the ball. Some of our defenders panic big time. Ryan never did. Don't get me wrong, sometimes he, he, he was still a bit guilty of playing every time he picked the ball, we went, right, I'll hit that 70 yards. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? He, he would, but sometimes that balance he used to have where teams were piling the pressure on, Ryan never really panicked. He, well, I can remember that one against Black, Blackburn when I think it was Benny McCarthy who ran clear through and Ryan caught up with him and, and tackled him from behind, basically swung his foot round, made an incredible tackle. And I think people forget what he was like when he faced in his yeah. first couple of seasons. Like the, <coughs> it's fair, it's fair dues having to go at him now because he's had three serious injuries yeah. since he he first come to the club. You know, for me, it's for people to sit there and say that Ryan's done this, that, and the other, he, he might be done now at an high level. We, we don't know. We don't know he's getting recovered from this injury. The, we, the, I think sometimes what worries me is, is sometimes when players have had two or three serious injuries. Are they walking out on that pitch thinking, I don't want to get injured again? And then, and then that takes ten percent off you a little bit. <coughs> it's like it's like a winger. I always remember Michael Owen saying once when he had that blistering pace when he was younger. When, once he'd had a few bad injuries, he sort of knew like he'd pick the ball up, he'd have space in front of him, and he'd go, I daren't go that quick because uh, in case I pull it yeah, down, so he'd go so far and pass. So your whole game changes, and I think that's probably the same with the defender. Where five years ago, Ryan had gone in both feet, head in, get kicked back. Yeah. He won't do that now because it's like, well, is he a bit wary of getting the, the wrong a kick in the wrong place or pulling a muscle here there? And he, I do think it affects your game long term. But well, I've got a question here: Would you put Ryan in against Reading? <coughs> no, I still think he needs a substitute appearance. And he himself. says, if so, who would you drop for Ryan? Chester. James Chester, not Danny Bat. No. I thought he hated Danny Bat. <sighs> the problem with Danny Bat is, is that for every bad game, the next one he has a great game. And he, I, I can't really deny that he played well Saturday, to be fair to him. Yeah, he did, to be fair. Um, he did play well. Uh, James Chester, I think, was a little bit at fault for the goal because he'd be kind of ball followed. But yeah. I just think Ryan needs another substitute appearance. I mean, he, <coughs> he keeps getting injured all the time, doesn't he? He keeps pulling up. Oh, it's going to be another week. It's going to be another week. And you just think. You start him at Reading, then you've got to sub him off after 20 minutes. You lost the substitution there, haven't you? Well, that's the thing. I'm, I'm hoping so, that we can get him fit, get him back in. But I, I don't think there's any rush for it, really. I mean, I mean, we've brought the spare man in now with James Chester, who obviously is going to probably go back Villa, and Ryan slots back in if we can get him fit. I mean, for me, there's there's no rush. I think we at this moment in time, I think it's more of a gamble playing him than not. Yeah. And I yeah, think... We might as well keep him on the bench, bringing him in till he's yeah. till he's sharp again. Till in ten minutes, ready. He should have brought him on Saturday, really. When I think about it, he should have gone. All right, last ten minutes, bring him on. Especially because it's not Gregory on. Why? We're five one up. I don't understand why Gregory comes on. No, I don't know why come on anyway. To be honest, I don't understand why we aren't why we didn't let him go Cardiff. To be honest, yeah. But to me. Substitutions, you get three. You normally bring two strikers on if you struck if you lose him. Yeah, yeah. You've got a, you've got your most influential player in the last 10, 10, 12 years, and he 
dying to get back in. Oh, I'll tell you what, we'll bring Gregory on, we're winning 5 1. <laughs> what what realm of sense is that? It's not. Well, he brought Vilks on as well, didn't he? And yeah. I thought Vilks Vil- was unlucky. He had a chance. Not, to not get a start today, to be honest, because he took his chance well against Luton. And I know he's, I know he's, he's, he's he looks done. But the fact is, I think he still is the club's top goal scorer unless Lucas has overtaken him now. And uh, like, what? Yeah, I know what you're saying, but. I just think that for me at this moment, while McLean was injured, I thought it was a good chance we get Campbell on the left on Saturday, and just put it. And I'm, I'm, it doesn't matter now. We won five one. I can't sit here and go. We should have played Vogue because at the end of the day, right, we well, won. I said last week that Simon Sanders put Campbell on the right and take it out of the equation. The thing is, Campbell's more Campbell's more effective even even on the wing. I think, I think he's our he's our best player now at the top. There's no question about yeah. that. I said that at the start of the season that I had a feeling that could do well. Campbell would do well this season. I thought he would because of his time at, at Shrewsbury. I thought he was ready for a, a jump up and a ready for first team football. Yeah. And now under Michael O'Neill, he's, he's just he's just getting team. stronger and stronger. So. Yeah. I just want, to be honest, I want to see Campbell now have a real flourish towards the end of the season. We've got a question here, can you see Tyrus Campbell scoring 30 odd goals next season? That's a big ask, isn't it? It's a big ask, but the thing of it is, if we start well... <coughs> it depends who brings in Dunsis at the end of the day. Yeah, there's no money though, that's the thing. Yeah. Um, I think, we, I think there's, there's all the possibilities. I mean, if he, gets, if he gets a good run at the end of the season and maybe gets past 10 goals... Which I don't think is uh, ridiculously far off. I mean, if Tom Tom Ince today, uh, Saturday, made that pass instead of being selfish and taking the shot himself, Campbell could have had two on Saturday as well. And the thing is with Campbell, at the moment he is scoring goals against the smaller sides. I want him to score a big goal against against the Leeds yeah, yeah. and get us a win. Because the thing is, if we could carry this form on and get a good result against Reading on Saturday and then move that into the... To the rest of the season and get a good and only lose one of the next nine. There's no, no, definitely no question. There's a chance of promotion next season. I think so. I mean, we've said it before. There's people in the development that could come in. Is Sanko ready for a call up? I still think he's a bit too young. Yeah. I mean, I won't mind him on the bench in the last couple of games just to give him a confidence boost. Saying yeah. we are thinking of you. There's only one. There's only one player that for me shines out that does deserve a bit of a call up, and that's Dunwoody. He's what he's really yeah. impressing me, Dunwoody. Julian and Goy, I just don't think wants to be here, so I think they just go in, sit on the bench now and again. The thing is, there's going to be more people going through the door anyway. It wouldn't surprise me if Jack's gone this time as well. I think there's going to be a few ago. Yeah. I think Jack might be. But saying that, this is what I mean. I mean, it's talk at Sheffield United because United don't want to lose Henderson, so they yeah. want to bring him back because they might want to replace De Gea with Henderson. So. There's a chance he could go Sheffield United because I mean that it looks like Europe for them next season. Well, they're not going down all the Sheffield. Well, definitely tonight. nowhere in a million no. years are they going down. No. I mean, but I, I like what Michael O'Neill is because it's reminded me of, of what Wilde did when he first went to Sheffield United because they were nothing in, in League One till he took over. They were, yeah. they were dead and buried. Yeah, he came in, changed the mentality, and, and with the same players that were there before, just a couple of new signings up front. He turned them into the team and destroyed everybody in League One and just took yeah. them up and they haven't stopped since. And I think that Michael O'Neill's got that kind of mentality because let's be honest, he's only brought one, what, two players in, three players. Yeah. And both, most of them don't play. Jordan yeah. Thompson was on the bench all the time. Oakley Booth has only really just started getting on the yeah. bench. James Chester, I don't really think was his signing because we're looking at him. Yeah. Two windows ago, so I, I, I Plus mean, it's not giving much time to think or he wants to change 
I think O'Neill with a full pre-season. Maybe oh yeah, I'll see. I am excited. Like Anne said on the other podcast the other week, she she sees good things in Michael O'Neill, and yeah. I do too. Yeah. And I think he's loyal as well. I think there's a bit of loyalty there, and I yeah. think if if he gets us going next season without spending any money, you, we've got something special again. Yeah, and it's going to be tough again. At the end of the day, this league gets tougher and tougher. I think every year. Yeah, you, you look at Leeds for example. They went on the biggest slide ever. Yeah, but still now, now they started picking yeah, up. Yeah, the back top, aren't they? Yeah. No second at the moment, aren't they? But West Brom had a slide, didn't they? Yeah. Five, six games. Oh, you, in this league, you always have a slide. There's no yeah. question about it. You're always going to have a slide in this league, and that's the whole thing. So, what do you what do you think the score predictions are for Saturday? Two one Stoke. Bloody hell, that's positive for you. I know, yeah. I like that one, I said. <laughs> that's very positive for you. I thought you were having, ooh, an odd, an odd foot, one nil the defeat. I've got a funny feeling Tari's going to kick on again. I've got, I've got a feeling on 3 1. It's got to be good for confidence, 5. Oh, well, it will be, it will yeah. be for all of them as well, all of them yeah. involved. I mean, Campbell, even though he only took the one chance, which was a penalty, he was all over him and they couldn't handle him. Yeah. He, he, he was literally all over him. He, there was a couple of times where he was racing to get the ball ahead of defenders. He's really going to be a bit of a player he is. Yeah. And the thing is, for me, I, I can see conf- I, I can see the confidence breathing on and I can see a 3-1 against Reading. Nice. I can see a, conf- a confident 3-1. That dude's a massive help. But I can remember, three, I can remember saying 3-1 against QPR when we lost 4-2, so yeah. it was going well till yeah. the 20th minute and then yeah, it felt no much. chance on Super 6, have you really? <laughs> <laughs> right, so we'll move on to a lot of people's favourite part of the week, which is uh, the women's team. Uh, well, according to the page, they haven't played, but the ladies, the ladies' reserves have played and the developments have played. Yeah. Um, the development have played Sheffield. Drawn two all. Shift not Don't even know where that is. Uh, no, no, no idea. And he says we played Nottingham Forest and they drew drawn two all also. Oh, so at least they joined. Do we know the scores anyone? Development uh, goals from Emma Henderson and Becky Kite. Katie. Katie. Kite. Kite, is it? Kate Keats. I've never seen that surname no, before. No, that sounds German, I think, so you should know it well. Who from Stuttgart? Yeah. Um, reserves uh, Michelle Saunders, uh, Sophie Garrett. With goals, it's not all that. They've only scored two, isn't it? Yeah, it's very unlikely. Well, that's it. That's been two draws in a row. Normally, they're just screwing everybody eight 0 aren't they? But yeah. to be fair, that's that they they started to play like proper teams now. Before they like playing like Stafford City and, yeah, and, and <laughs> like Kids Grove and like I think one week they played Matlock, didn't they? <laughs> yeah. so, so to be fair, it's yeah. they played a proper team this time. They're probably being tested. It's good well, for the ladies. Is that the first team I haven't played though? I don't know, there's no names, we've had a look, we, we, we apologise, well we'll apologise if, if the women have played and we don't know the first team because we, we've day off, it be International Ladies Day today. Mm, could be, could be, as it is, yeah, it is International Women's Day, yeah. Um, but yeah, we might have dropped her out clanger and can't find yeah. anywhere, but yeah. know, I reckon they just had day off and gone to the pub. <laughs> <laughs> the boozy, yeah. <laughs> we've got Liverpool for a day trip. No, that's <laughs> not for me anymore. Not, not Liverpool. Right, so that's it. Uh, you're wrapping up another one. Yeah, there's not much news this week, really, is there? No, but there, there is a bit of news from us. We're now on Spotify. Yeah, we finally got on Spotify after f- months of not being able to get through. We're finally on. It's because you stopped swearing. 
They probably hurt you. He probably hurt stop swearing, probably stop moaning. That Ian stop swearing, get him on. <laughs> no, but it does say E for explicit, so there is a chance. Oh, right. yeah, there is a chance that we can swear. So we can say, like. The only problem is that you have to do some real scrolling down to find it. I, I, now we understand why no one's called the, the, the podcast Potters, because there's about five million other Potters. Yeah, there's a, there's a Potters in California. Yeah, there's, there's some, there's, some of with like there's like s- sixteen Harry Potter pages. There's yeah. Potters about pottery and all yeah. these stuff. One on the Potters, which is some kind of Korean football team. Yeah, that's so, it. That's that's what all the listeners are. That's why they are. They're all following us because at the moment we have to give a big shout out for his number one country listener at the moment, America. Yeah, <laughs> which is overtaken Stoke on Trent. Really, <laughs> you know. <laughs> I'd love to know if that Korean team are actually listening. You're going. Who's who's Nick Powell? who don't play for us. <laughs> <laughs> I'm terrified. I'm going to do the accent then. No, 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 really not. no, no, I can just see that and thinking, he don't play for us, who, who, who are they all about? <laughs> oh God, but yeah, for, uh, like I say, thanks for listening, if you're struggling to find us, we're on Spotify, we're on everything now, there's no, literally no denying now, we are literally on everything. Everywhere. Everywhere, Spotify, Facebook, SoundCloud, everything. Yeah. So there's no excuses anymore, so we want these uh, listeners praising up, we want more lis- uh, more listeners as many as we can. So thank you to all. All of us.